Hey, sweetheart, 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 sweetheart. <laughs> sweetie, 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 sweetie. Mm. My love, my love, my love, my love. My passion, my passion, my passion. As a desire, 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 desire. As it grows, it grows, it grows, it grows. You already know it's growing for you, for you, for you. God said, get on that. And you talk to him. And you let him know that through Christ, because of Christ, you are where you are, who you are, what you do, what you say, what you see, how you dream, how you partake, everything about you receiving because of Christ. Give him praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Here's my praise. It is not easy knowing who you are. You are, you are, you are. It has to be an echo. I'm trying to tell you, tell you, tell you. My God, God. God, God, sweetie, 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 sweetie. That's how it is. That's how it's forever going to be. Be, be, be. Amongst you and I, 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 I. Do you know why God don't say to me, don't say that. Don't do that. That's wrong. That's lustful. That's fleshly. Don't say it. Don't even think it. Because everything that I say, every way that I express, is because of God's desire, 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 concerning you as to who you are to me, to me for God's plan, plan, plan. Now God not ever telling me what to say. He's allowing me to have an open floor due to having an open window being graced because I said yes. He granted me the favor to express. Many not able to express how I'm expressing because my expression does not come from anything in the natural. Only spiritually, 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 spiritually because it's spiritual. Me wanting you is spiritual. Me want to be on you is spiritual. Me want to kiss on you is spiritual. Me giving God praise regarding you is all spiritual. It's supposed to be. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Now God don't say, say this, say that. He have an open floor. A portal open above me and beneath I'm in the middle round, which is his grace that covers me all the days of my life. Because God know I never expressed how I felt. God know I never gave up on his way of doing anything. God know a desire he placed in my heart I never given up on. Even though I settled for less. But God know that he has the best in mind. The best is here. Not even yet to come. It's here. Always here. Available unto me. Hear me. Hear me, hear me, hear me. 
My expression don't come from anything naturally. It's spirit, soul, and body, sweetheart. You hear the spiritual side of it. You hear my emotions regarding it, my soul. And you also hear my body regarding it towards you. For you being God's plan for me, for me, for me. Let me tell you how much God is honored that I said yes. God is so merciful for me to express the way how I have. He will leave it up to me. You want to leave that up there? That's up to you. You want to say that to him? That's up to you. I'm not saying what you can and cannot do. I'm just saying it's up to you. I know you, Quenisha. I know what I imparted in you. I know what I have brought you out of. And I know what I'm bringing you into. I am bringing you into. And he took it up further. I have brought you up to a higher place in me. You already there. A lot of the words I say is to be said once we make the covenant before God in exchanging our vows due to holy matrimony. But God knows me as how he crafted me. I see before I see. I have before I have. I live off of heaven's realities and not earthly realities of anything. That's why he graced me to go ahead. Still be mindful. That don't mean say everything that comes to mind. But everything you heard of me, it is in my heart. And my mind is still and always will be renewed concerning you. You'll be glad that God had me to say how I say and express how I express. It's not even funny. It's not to be marked or laughed at or even talked about to a way that doesn't give God glory. Because if that was the case, God wouldn't even hire me to even connect to you in such a way if you thought that way to do so. I've never been in love before because being in love in that way is only with you. God knows how much I serve. God knows how much I love. God knows how much I hunger. God knows how much I'm humble. God knows how much I care. For him only and not what he's able to do. Because having him is knowing what he's able to do actually. You understand? He said get up there and talk to him. Don't leave that last message like that. You need to go deeper into your explanation. Because everything you say is a-okay. But still be mindful how you express Because it's not in your face, but it's in your reach to partake. Do you understand? And I say, yes, Father, I understand. With God, we are never misunderstood. And loving God, he is never misunderstood. Why do you think God has the archangels right here with me? I have never had all three of them at the same time. And what's so amazing about this encounter with Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael is that Satan is watching also how he could have been, should have been, but choose not to be along with them. And I'm not okay with that. 
Because he was created to also be a part of what me and you are experiencing. But because of him, many have felt. And because of Christ, many of us are standing now. I thank God that we came from under the law of obedience and sacrifice to under the law of grace. God is not full of restrictions. He actually took every restriction off. God had me to open up for others to open up to God in such a way. Be honest with him. How can you have a best friend and say you love God and he not be your best friend? I am burning for you. And thank God Raphael is here to comfort me, Michael, and Gabriel. And it's so amazing that Satan is also was a part of. And he's no longer. But he's sitting here watching them here. And he's not even a part of. He already know what he inherited, eternal fire. And yet we here reaping the benefits because of God's greater works. Because of one man who made us right. We are righteous. God could grant me favor to marry you right now. But God knows I don't want to marry you here. Honestly. It must be in your home. And God grant me that favor. Because I ask that with purpose. Because I honor your preparation the entire time without me even knowing that you are even you were even preparing to even come to me in the beginning when you first met me. To even come. And by God restoring it, his mercy is so amazing. His Mercy is so enlightened, it's so everlasting. He's shown his mercy towards me as I speak to you. I was expressing ways to you and I will forever express what I want to do. But I was never feeling that way before. It came over me suddenly. Just like Holy Spirit suddenly the day of Pentecost. It's always a suddenly. When you're not even expecting it. Now God was preparing me about you, teaching me about you, preparing me to receive you. When I said yes, the first thing he said when I said yes was you. Me saying yes to him was saying yes to you because you are his plan for me. Now he introduced me first and taught me first about the spiritual side. Excuse me, sweetie. The spiritual side of it. Did he show me the soul? How important our souls are. How actually you don't have your own soul. Neither do I. We are split. One soul split. You on your end. I'm on mine. He showed me your entire life. Your upbringing and everything. You're part of me on your end. The entire time. Where you from? And here I am in a whole nother place. Put up a whole different way. But under the same grace the entire time. A lot of things I did, you did not. A lot of things you did, I did not. But I thank God for his grace. That keep us on one accord. As we are aware who we are to each other right now. I'm feeling everything that I'm supposed to feel regarding you from that day when God spoke to you about me. And that's why it's so intensifying, so electrifying. Because God said he will restore 
A fresh start is not just to pretend nothing ever happened that was actually supposed to. Restoring is you feel everything in that beginning, in the middle, and the end when he first exposed it unto you. Because it was always in the beginning, the middle, and the end, which never ends. Do you understand me? I am so honored to have Michael here. Gabriel here. They just sitting around. Sitting around. Enjoying eating. Enjoying. Being around me. In the presence of God. And I thank God for that favor. Michael. Is having me to continue to address Satan. Regarding us coming together. Because Satan don't want it to come to pass. And God showed me one word. The other day, it was traffic on your end. And for God to show me that one word, it had so much to go along with traffic. And God showed me a car around many other cars in traffic at a standstill. And God said, just uplift it because that's your end. That's what you're experiencing. Whether it's on your job or whatever the situation or the endeavors, whatever it is. It was at a standstill, regardless if it's your emotions, your thoughts, or whatever's, whatever being said, or whatever's being done, it was at a standstill due to how you felt, regardless of anyone not taking it serious, or whatever it is. I'm not seeking any details. God just told me to pray, because he showed me your end at that time yesterday was traffic. It's not able to run smoothly because it's at a standstill due to whatever was in the way, and I lift it up, and it's smoothly again. You understand? And that's Michael part to make sure that I address the devil mighty, very mighty, because Satan is so afraid what you are not about to do. This is history because what God placed in me, I thank God you're my help because you're going to make sure due to what you're gifted to do to make sure that everything comes to pass because everything that God put in me to do is greater works. What eyes have never seen. See, the thing is, eyes have never seen nor ears heard or entered into a heart to hear me say what I want to do to you right now and it'd be okay to say so. Greater works. See, God didn't say, don't say it. God said, it's up to you. You know what to do and what not to do. I'm not telling you you're wrong for saying it because it's true indeed on the inside of you and how you express is how you express. And sometimes I'd be like, God, I want to take that off. God said, no, keep that on. And then earlier, way earlier today, the first message I, met, I released, excuse me, God said, I'm going to leave that up to you. What do you feel? I said, I want to take it off. God said, wise decision. Because that groan I had was so intense that it would have caused you to move suddenly in a way that it's okay, but it wouldn't be okay according to my desires that God is bringing to pass. Because God don't want you to rush. God don't want you to be pressured. To move now where it be done here. It has to be at your hometown. You understand? So whatever necessary steps. Trust me. It's already been met. It's already been done. Just submit to that plan. Yield to it. As you continue to see it through. And that's Michael's responsibility. To, for me to continue to address the devil. Regarding our ministry. And Satan got a sign right now. Keep out. He don't even want me to come near. But the thing is, he's waiting for opportunity to see if I'm allow him to come in by him joining, and he's a liar. 
Christ was led to be tempted by the enemy and left out with the power of the Holy Ghost. Before he even released the comforter, before he even, you know, was risen on the third day. He was still in the flesh. Wasn't even betrayed yet. And was tempted. And the purpose of the temptation is not for Christ to fall because he never did. He's just showing you how you can't be tempted. Even when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan tried to, you know, tempt him with food and tempt him with power. And Christ said, get thee behind me. You are an offense to me. And after he spoke, when everything he said, he left out of them woods filled with the power led by the power and left with the power that's a big difference and he gave that example and made sure it was written in there for us to read because we also have the same ability to be drawn to and to leave out with Lot everybody you read about Lot was never supposed to go with Abraham. God told Abraham to go alone. And because of that, Lot was drawn, being as though they separated. You take this part of the land, I take that part. And the way where Lot went, he wasn't even supposed to even encounter that because you weren't even supposed to go on the journey anyhow. But the encounter that he had in Sodom and Gomorrah, he was drawn to be in that specific place, but he left out with the power. You understand. And you got to realize when you, before you receive to leave with the power of Holy Spirit, you must obey. You must humble. You must serve. You must love and honor God so much that nothing will ever keep you from Him. Because it can't. And you have to always have in your heart to say, I will. And when you say you will, by saying yes, every time you leave out of any situation, any circumstance, the world trying to throw you away, you leave with the power. You understand? The devil tried to keep me from you. But here we are leaving out with the power of the ministry because it's coming to pass right now. God had me to re-listen to what I released unto you earlier. And I was like, ooh, ah, 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 oh, oh, I said that, I said that, I said that. Okay, I did. And I don't take it back. And I am not condemned, nor God has said to me anything about you were wrong for any of that. Because God knew I would never engage prematurely, and neither will you. Because we said we will unto his will. We're supposed to feel the way we feel. See, people be taught that you're not supposed to feel these ways until the time. But God is preparing you. What is he preparing you to do? How is he preparing you to feel? How is he preparing you to encounter? 
That means he's not preparing if you don't experience or encounter until the time. He would not set you up to fall. He would not have me to marry you and then experience me preparing to receive you. You must prepare first. Because he's allowing you to know what you already know. To encounter. To finish the work. He sent us here to do together. And I love they just hanging around. They everywhere. Every, let me tell you something. Spiritually, we are all omnipresent. We are in the image of God. Like right now, you're at your home or wherever you are, your spirit is everywhere at the same time. See, God wants us to be aware of that. That's called supernatural. See, God takes me places in my dreams a lot. You know why? Because a lot of times in our dreams, we're not able to be in the way because our bodies are still. But you got to remember, when you're asleep, do the research, your brain is still functioning. But it's not in the area where it's programmed to have you to get up when it's saying to you, rest. So while you're resting, you're still receiving and perceiving all the information due to every encounter you have even in your sleep. For when you get up, you all remember. We remember it all. What we encounter. And for some of us, our memories could be different when God said, you know what, write it down. He don't say write it down, honestly, so you can forget or not remember. He say write it down because that's a testimony that's documented. God documents every good work that he does. Every good thing you ever done, sweetheart, it's been documented. The day, the time, everything, the weather, the people around. You have your own book. You have books. Books. That you're going to see and hear and read and be, you know, even listen to others read. As we read the Bible about others' testimonies that are in the kingdom right now. And when we be in the kingdom, when Christ will see us all to come back. Even if it's before we even think the time be. It doesn't matter because he said you shall fulfill your assignment. So I know that Christ would not come back until my assignment is fulfilled. So I know he, he's coming soon, but it's not yet because I haven't even got started yet. Neither have you. God showed me his tangible side. Yes, Gabriel. <laughs> See, they on joke time. Say it like we said the other day. <laughs> God, Brian. Oh, God. Here we go with that. Come on, y'all. Now, come on, come on, come on. I'm talking to him. Come on, guys. <laughs> God, Brian. Oh, <laughs> Raphael, okay. Mikael. Hold on. See, I. Hold on, Michael. <laughs> he was like, you always, you always getting touches with our names in heavenly language. And I'll be honest with them. I'll be like, look, look, look guys. It sounds like this. I'm saying it wrong. And then say it again. This is how you say it. You know, I'm being real. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Michael. Mikael. Mikael. Michael. You know what I mean. Come on, y'all. Talking to my sweetie. I love you. 
I'm always burning for you. God put a higher, you know, covering over me. Because God took no pleasure in me, you know, groaning and yearning, even though he's glorified because of it. But it's not pleasurable to see a child go through something that, because of their desires, but not even aware, that they're reaping their desire to come to pass. But they're begging God to tap out. And not tap out as in walk away, but relieve me from Because I was asking God, relieve me from that fire. Relieve me from this passion for you until the time. And God said, what are you saying? Because you just said, now is the season and now is the time. So what are you saying? That it's not after you said it is? Remember what you say. Remember what you say, Quenisha. I love this side of God that I never even knew. Father, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I love you, my father. Yeah, you're the best. You're the only. You're the highest. And sweetheart, when we live together, it's never going to change. I talk to God. I walk with God. I live with God. He's my best friend. You understand? And it's a big step for me to express that unto you, even in, you know, physically, due to a supernatural encounter in your presence in our home. We're in the same room, and here you are seeing me just talk to God the way I do. I'm not going to hide that. No, I share that with you. You share with me. I love you. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Sweetie, oh God. Father, oh God. Yeah, Father. The burn don't go nowhere. God say, don't expect it to because it's never going to go anywhere. No. I love you, sweetie. God said you were not offended. I was just thinking in my heart. And see, God, he hears the hearts first before you even open your mouth. I was thinking when I said, sweetie, I was like, did he get offended by my message, by me saying too much? Earlier, and God said, no, he wasn't offended. But one thing God is saying to me to say to you, do not mark. Let me say it again, sweetie. Do not mark. Marking is laughing when it's not time to laugh. When God had me to express what I felt regarding you, he didn't tell me how to say it. He just told me, you know, express myself, and I did. He wouldn't have me to come to you if you weren't able to handle it. But you must remember never to mark. And for him to keep sending, that means you must be marking in some way. I mean, when you heard me say what I wanted to do or whatever in detail... It's not to laugh. Laughing is marking. Because I am receiving something for the very first time concerning you. And I'm expressing the way I feel for the very first time. There's nothing funny about it. See, God is determined, allowing us to determine the difference of times. Time to laugh. And it's not time to laugh. Especially earliest message was not a laughing matter. My fire for you is not funny. My passion for you, me wanting to receive you is not funny. Because it wasn't funny when I disregarded you when you were coming to me in the beginning. When you first found out who I was to you. That was not funny, was it? It wasn't funny being disregarded, no. It wasn't funny to see me in the hands of another man when I'm supposed to be in the hands of you, was it? No. It wasn't funny for me to say, I'm getting divorced, oh God, okay, it's him. My God, I made a mistake, not funny. And for God to release to me about you, the attraction of spirit, soul, and body, not funny. I don't care if I say I want to do this and do that. It's not funny. 
because it is so. Laughing is actually denying the praise, denying the word. Because it's spiritual and not natural. So laughing when you're not supposed to laugh comes from a place of the natural, not spiritual. You understand? Don't laugh. Take every word God has me to say to you very serious and very sharp. Because I'm a very powerful woman and he had me to come to you in a very vulnerable time. Take it seriously. He could have me come to my mother or anybody, my grandmother or anybody. He said, come to you. You understand? My son knows that is something different about his mom regarding the area of love. And he have never experienced or encountered me feeling or accidentally hearing me saying the things that he have heard me said, which I've already testified on this podcast. It's amazing how God will have him here at an opportune time, me pouring out my heart to you. Even though you're not here, he see the phone to my, my mouth recording what I'm saying without him, without me even wanting him to hear it. He just so happened to encounter. Because that's how God prepares my son. He let him hear first. I want you to hear how your mother felt. Because your life has also been changed. Your life is also experiencing, you know, greater works. You are you are also a part of the greater works. Regarding my son, God speaking to my son. Regarding the change. You understand? My son sleeps with his door closed. After we hug and kiss and say our prayers holding hands every night together, he closes his door. But for the past couple of weeks, I go use the restroom in the middle of the night or whatever, get water or whatever. His door is wide open because he want to hear more of what his mother is saying that he never heard her say in such a way before. Now, he witnessed me being married, but he knew love. And he knew that was not love. But he's a child. He stays in a child place. He hearing me express myself. He never heard me do that before. So he wants to hear more about it. You understand? He's very respectful. But no child plays when it comes to their mother. Especially a mother who they know loved them very much. You understand? And I expect you to feel the same about yours. Which I know you do. You don't play when it comes to your mother. You understand? His door is open every night to hear. Because I'm recording throughout the nights. So that means that he's not asleep. He's listening. God said to me, every child you give birth to is anointed with their ears, with a mantle, to fulfill their assignment. And I have birthed in you and graced you to make sure that get done. And I prepared you to work with children, all ages, for half of your life, just to prepare you for what I have called you to do as a mother. And God said, look at the stars. How many children you have spiritually 
wouldn't even be able to compare to how many stars you can see with your natural sight, even spiritually in any location, because it's so far beyond that. For example, if you look up and see the stars, you don't see the stars three miles to the north or south. You understand, but they are there. And God said to me, you have no idea how many spiritual kids you have. You understand. I released a video. It's like all of a sudden now, I thank God. You got to tell me from the inboxes I get, emails I get, how much to say, what to say. But don't ever allow anyone to attach themselves to you if they're not connected to you permanently. You understand? And that goes for every single one of us. A lot of times we try to attach ourselves to someone who's in our life, you know, just for a season. And it could be frustrating because they have no value or no purpose for a lifetime with you because they're only there for a season. So if they're there longer than they were supposed to be, then you guys may have a confrontation where, you know, frustration because they're not supposed to be there in the way that you try to have them to be there for the ones who are there permanently. God fulfills every void. Every void is fulfilled. You understand? I'm thinking about your body. My body. Your body is my body. You understand? No, my body. You're walking in it, but it's mine. It belongs to me in such a way. And I still hunger for that. But I thank God that I submitted to the reason why and the purpose as to why Raphael here. To comfort. To comfort. Now to get encounters from the archangels, that is a serious, serious purpose that's taking place. You understand? My entire life I've been supernatural, but I never encountered all three at the same time. And every time I think of them three, it makes me look at Satan and be like, really? Because you could have been the fourth one. You chose not to be. And he keeps saying, keep out. Keep out. He don't want me to address this. Sweetheart, I already know you up to something that I'm not aware of. Because God showed me that. Because God didn't want me to see or feel that you're not doing anything on your end. You are doing something. God not give me the details because of your desires. He's going to make sure he also bring yours to pass. And you're filled with many surprises in the wonders of God. Regarding us even coming together in such a way. I love you. I was about to ask you to forgive me for my message. God said no. That's as if you're saying that what you, what you said you didn't mean. But you meant every word. Because everything you said, that is actually what you're going to do. And I actually spoke ahead of time. I actually prophesied the last message. What I wanted to do. Because that's actually what I am going to do. You understand? Unto you. See, I'm favored by God. I can have you right now. I can have you married to me right now. That's how favored I am. But I don't want it here. I want it where you're from. You understand? So we got to 
cross some T's and dot some I's to have it there. You understand? And I'm willing to go through that process. You understand? No rush, no pressure. But my fire is out of control. Meaning I have no control over it. It is what it is concerning you. It's in 1 Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken. If you are overtaken by fire and passion, you must marry. You understand? And I am overtaken by fire and passion for you. We must marry. But I'm going to tell you this. We must marry without pressure. We must marry without rush. But it is now the time. And when I say that, everything falls in place. I know my fire will have me say to you, hurry up. Yeah, you know why? Because it already supposed to have been. I'm feeling all the years that I did not have what I'm supposed to have. And I thank God that he restored the inside of me. I felt all the twitching, the, oh God. I'm going to tell you something, sweetheart. When God restored my insides, and I mean like if I was in conceiving and being a woman at my age. And I'm not old at all. I'm only a year and a half older than you. We're young. We have our whole lives to live. But still, we were a lot younger when it was the time for it to actually manifest. You understand? That's like eight, nine, almost ten years ago. You in your early 20s, so would I. Now we in our mid-30s, you understand? You do the math. And God restored all that on the inside. And let me tell you something. That was not an easy process. Because I felt every bit of what God was doing. From every, I don't know, I don't know if you know the women body from, you know, sexual class or whatever class you had, you know, health class growing up or whatever books you write on read or, you know, every organ that we have as a woman that I have as me speaking for myself, God had me to feel all the restoration he was doing to bring it to pass, being as though he restored my youth. My fallopian tubes, will you crave your eggs? To bring forth a seed in your uterus. I felt the pain. It was painful. I'm not lying, sweetie. It was painful. And I never mentioned that to you. It was painful. It was like a very bad cramp. And I never had a cramp before. Because I grew up around a lot of females in my family. And they always cried out about cramps. And it hurts. And I take this away. And I'm bloated this. Give me sweetie. You got to hear you know, you you know females, and you probably live with one of me. <laughs> they was like, you know, I'm bloated, I'm crampy, it hurts, I can't take this, you know, this cycle, and I'm sick of this. Give me some Tylenol or something. And I was like, what, seven, eight, and I was like, God, I'll never forget. I went to God, and I said, Come here, Eve. I know that you know this happened because of what you've done, but I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not because I messed up too. God forgive me too. At eight, who talks to somebody? Come on now. Talking to Eve like that at eight. I'm not mad at you. I never got set. And that's what Martin was just, the show Martin just started coming out. You know, the Martin Lawrence, the show, you know what I'm talking about. And it was on UPN 20. 
Well, you're not from, you know, America, but, you know, I'm pretty sure you probably got the station where you're from. UPN 20. And uh, they WB50. You understand? Oh, come on, babe. And anyway, I was like, Eve, come here. God, I'm scared. <laughs> it's not my time yet to express that I'm still a child. But they crying, saying they got cramps and hurt because of Eve. I'm not mad at you, Eve. But Father, I don't ever want to experience a cramp or blow or anything in my life. Heaviness of a flow or whatever they saying that's irritating. I don't want that. Do you know I God hurt me? <laughs> I have never, because I asked for purpose. And you know what the purpose was? Me being forgiving and me being merciful. Because many people say, because of Eve, because of Eve, because of Adam. No, Eve, I know I messed up too. Forgive me. I already forgave you. But I know you know what happened, but I'm not going to fault you for it. But just don't let me go through this because of, you know, what happened to you, what you done. I love you. I never had a cramp. I never felt bloat. I never had no heaviness. And it only lasted for about, what, four days. And I'm the most fertile woman on the block. Four days that my cycle be sweeter. Only four days. And it's, it's not heavy, none of that, no cramps, nothing. I don't even know what a cramp feel like. And then when I, when I gave that testimony, I had females be like, what? You don't know what a cramp feel like? No. Thank God. Matter of fact, you're not either. They said, how? I said, because I went to God very early. I was like, you know what, God? I ain't got time for this one. They, they crying. They on their knees. They can't even go to church. They saying they hurting. Father, I don't want that. I ain't going to do with that. Please help me. But when God restored my body to even conceive and receive you, I felt all, I felt a lot of pain. I felt cramps for the first time, but not in the area of, no, a cycle for a woman. It was cramps. He was restoring my fallopian tubes, restoring my uterus, restoring everything. You understand? I had the uterus, the age of a, 16, 17 year old teenager. You understand? And I'm in my mid-30s like you. And God said to me, you are very, very fertile. And that's why God had me to come to you about things like that. And one of the, God, it's not a warning, it was a heads up. Give your body a rest in between pregnancies. Because God showed me in that dream of prophecy, we was just pregnant all the time. To the point, I was like, we was like, you know, we ain't gonna tell nobody about this one. Because it just kept happening. We're like, that's enough. We ain't going to keep saying, you know what I'm saying? And God was like, just get a break. You know, give yourself a break. He didn't say how long, but just give your body some rest. Because it was just like, you know, that's why I said maybe having a baby. Like two days ago, I said pregnant twice a month. Because you can be pregnant twice a month. You can never conceive twice a month unless the child prematurely. And that I deny. You understand? I can have a baby in nine months, 10 months, it's 12 months in a year. It's six weeks for you to, you know, the doctors require. They, you know, give you their advice not to do anything within six weeks. But for me to see, me conceive, I mean, conceive, yeah, twice a year, that means that I didn't obey the doctor's orders because I couldn't stay off of you long enough or you couldn't stay off of me. And to be honest, it wasn't you, it was me. God said, be honest. I know, Father, I was trying to eat, the, you know, 
I eased it in there like it wasn't just me. But it was me. You was following the doctor's orders. And I was like, you know, just please. You know, he was like, no, the doctor said, you know, I do too. But I got to, you know, stand firm. You know, I care about you and your health, your body. You got to let your body rest. And I did things to try to get your attention. And I knew exactly what to do to gain your attention. And I did it. And what I did was, and you was watching TV. And I put on something very exotic for you. And I stood in front of the TV like I'm about to do something, like I'm finding something. No, I ain't finding nothing. And I bent down, and you was looking like, oh. And that was that. Mmm. Oh, we got. <laughs> Sweetheart, I'm trying to tell you. I don't care. It's 20 years from now. We ministering, and you walk past me, my eyes going right where you go, even while I'm ministering. And, I, and if, whoever I'm ministering to, they going to see. They like, the love is that real. That's what's up. That's what's up. They they love me. That's real love right there. That's God right there. That's all people going to say. Be blessed by it. Because it's nothing but God. How I'm expressing how I feel. Nothing but God. And I can see you now. Every time you walk away. I'm, if I'm watching you now, I'm going to always watch you walk away. God. Watch you stay walk forward. Oh God. Mm. I'm be watching, babe. I'm be watching. I'm always watching. But seriously, let me make this request made known because I live in the future. But I still, you know, naturally in the present. God has really urged me about this boy. Gabriel is really you know, about this boy. Because the thing is, God said, when I conceive, when we conceive this boy on our wedding night, my energy level going to go sky high. I don't know. It must have something to do with my hormones. I don't know. And God said, I'm not going to be hungry as much. So it's like I'm doing the opposite as to how I'm actually supposed to feel as a pregnant woman. Please listen to this instruction because you are the head over me and you have to instruct me. Please listen. And when a, usually a woman is pregnant, she, you know, she feel lazy. She feel tired. She feels, you know, nauseous. She feel, you know, to lie down. I feel the opposite. I feel more energetic. I feel more up to doing things. I feel the to- a complete opposite. And when it comes to me eating, my eating habit is complete opposite. Some crave this, some want this. God say in the beginning of the pregnancy, only in the beginning. See, the only reason why I know I'm be pregnant because God said it to me on that day. If God didn't say that, I wouldn't have known. And that's why God said it to me because I won't feel like I'm pregnant. But he want me to know you are. When that time comes, this is what's going to happen. Because he said you have to take care of yourself. Because this baby has to be born here. And I think about all the other women, even Elizabeth, even Sarah. But God keep pulling me to Mary. Mary gave birth to Messiah. And here's Messiah gives instructions. And greater work should you do. Not just you. Greater works is even you giving birth to greater works. And I'm giving birth to even greater works. All the prophets with mantles, Elijah, all of them were standing around waiting for me to conceive. 
You heard that episode. They are so honored. Let me say something. When all the prophets in the kingdom get together, my God, all the evangelists, God, all the apostles, my God, we all fellowship. With the covering of the mantle, when everyone who has a mantle get together with all the mantles, all of them have the mantles. Elijah, Joseph, David, all of them, Ezekiel, all of them, the mantle. You don't hear about mantles much in the New Testament. You hear about the mantles a lot in the Old Testament. But God's saying that my words still remain the same. See, the new mantle is Holy Spirit. The law of grace and not of sacrifice. If you read about all those prophets, all the prophets and all of them who are great leaders in the Old Testament... They had a sacrifice. Everyone had to sacrifice something due to their behavior. Like David. David had that woman's husband to fight on front line. To have him dead so he could have his wife. And they lost their son. You understand? He went to God about it and gave a sacrifice. Many a times David sacrificed. Went around even when he was hidden. You understand? From Saul who wanted to kill him. Who was actually for him in the beginning. But got jealous of him. Sought to kill him. David went away. Crying out to God like never before. And God have all of them surrounding this baby that's not even in my stomach yet. And they just sitting around. They just sitting around waiting for him to come. And let me mention, I forgot to tell you. Remember I told you I seen a, a vision. God took me in a dream. We were in, it was like we were in a bigger vehicle. It wasn't a, a car. It was like an SUV or a truck. We were in an SUV or a truck. It was just me and you. My son was, was with his dad. He wasn't there. It was the baby, the boy. He's about two, three months. And he had a binky in his Remember I told you about the binky? And you put it in his mouth. And I was like, I thought in the dream you bought it. But God said, no. He took me further into that dream last night. The binky was from the hospital. It was from the hospital. They gave him that binky in the hospital and you kept it. I didn't want to keep it, but you made sure you did. Now, I never seen this our baby boy cry. God never gave me an encounter but children do cry. But God never gave me an encounter of him crying so much or let me know that he's going to cry. God gave me the opposite. He's very quiet, very observant, and can hear very well. And when we're not around, he repeats what he hears. And it starts happening around four or five months. God said the changes will start around four or five to six months. He's not going to want to eat much. He's not going to do anything naturally that you think a child should do. You're going to see the changes around five, four, four to six months. You're going to notice the changes. But when he's born, he's going to, you know, he's going to nurse. He's going to do this. Do that. And God even told me about when I nurse, be mindful what I eat. And God even exposed to me that when you cook, you don't cook with a lot of grease or a lot of yeast, but it could be very fatty. And when you nurse... All of that was drained in the food. It goes in the baby. 
You understand? For example, when you're nursing, your milk actually is supposed to be a bright, clear white. If it has yellow in it, that means that's too much grease, it's too much yeast, it's too much sodium, it's too much sugar, it's too much of what's not supposed to be that. And it all floats to the top of it, like broth. Like chicken noodle soup, the broth is like yellow broth. And I know through my experience working with children. And God was saying to me, make sure you be mindful what you eat. He's really instructing me about this boy. You're not going to just eat anything, anywhere with this child. Every child is special. But what I placed in you, you must follow my instructions. And I can just imagine the words that we haven't even read was not able to be fit in the Bible that Mary had to go through Curry Christ. I'm trying to tell you. I know her, and not even just her, even, that's why it, it took Joseph, Gabriel even went to Joseph about it. You got to make sure this, you understand? Even when she was in labor, they had to find the right place to give birth. It's so, God is so intentional and so instructional. And he's instructing me on this, instructing me, excuse me, with this child, this boy. Gabriel, Michael, Raphael here doing this preparation. That means that it's getting closer. Because, sweetheart, we conceive the same night. The same night. And if I'm not pregnant already, we're going to conceive every time. Every single time. I'm telling you. Listen to what I'm saying. You have to make sure that everything falls in place as God instructed me. Because some ways God will instruct me to instruct you without you even hearing what God got to say, how you think he should say, because he's actually saying it through me in a different way, shape, or form. Or through somebody else. But you can't disregard God's word. And God had me talk about him. He brought our son. He's not a crybaby. Not at all. But we just gave him a binky. I don't know. We, you kept that binky. You made sure he had it. God didn't show me if he cried a lot or not. Because God know I'm not having my child crying like that. You understand? And I just thank God for him showing me. You know? This boy is very special. Every child is. But I never encountered all of those in the Bible with mantles that surround my belly right now as they do before this baby is even conceived on the inside of me. God said to say to you, he's preparing you right now for what's going to happen then because he said you have a great memory and you listen very well. Your great gift is your hearing. And it's so amazing that I just, he just said that to me. Your greatest gift is your hearing. And that's what he said to me about our son, his hearing. 
But the thing is, what made it so, you know, not scary, but a little, you know, like surprising. God had me to, you know, because he had a, we had a baby monitor for him in his crib. We can hear in our room what he's doing. God took me there that day. This day, that day, it's me hot. And God said, go in the room and listen to your son. And he was repeating things at six months. I'm like, hold on. Is he talking? Is he saying what he heard? And God said, don't just listen. And he do it when no one's around. But the thing is, no one's around naturally. But spiritually, all of heaven is around. All of heaven is around. He responds more to supernatural. I'm going to say something. I'm supernatural and you heard me. You hear me. His generation is so much more than that. And I was like, oh my God. God wanted me to know not to be scared. Because it was a little alarming. How are you saying these things while we're not around? What in the world? Why are you not saying them while we're listening? You saying when we are not around. Oh my God. I'm so ready to bring forth this little boy. I, I'm so excited to bring him here because of what God's showing me. And he's so darn cute. He looks like both of us. He's like a shade, a half a shade darker than me. A half a shade. He's both of us in one, baby. Both of us, I'll give things, everything in his child. And God was saying to me, you make sure I have the best of everything. Especially when I'm carrying this boy. And I'm nursing. I'm nursing. God even took me times when we, you know, in church and I'm, you know, I go to the back to excuse myself and, and I nurse him. Every time, it's like when you're ministering, I have to remind you to stay focused and minister because your eyes are focused on your wife and your baby. A lot. God, show me that, sweetie. You're ministering, but your eyes are on, you know, your wife and your baby. Make sure that we're good because you, you're looking, you're watching. God, show me you're watching. And I have to key you, let you know we're good. Even if I step off, you're looking like, what's going on? Why are you stepping off? No, we're fine. I'm just going to do this. But I'm, I'm doing that, do you know, ver, you know, not verbal, but, you know, body language. Because you're going to minister regardless. But to see your wife and your baby, you, you're really watching. God, show that to me. You're really watching. And God even prepared me how to communicate with you. You know, body language when you're ministering and you see us there. And I walk off with, you know, our baby. Or even if I'm just standing there, you're still looking to see if we're okay. Even with my son, DJ, your stepson. You're making sure your family is okay. God showed me that about you. I'm, baby, sweetheart, God showed me a lot. I just don't mention a lot. Just wait to encounter it. But God had me to mention these things to you. When, that, when our baby comes, it's a whole other side of you. I've never seen. I'm like, oh, my God. We good, babe. We okay. Everything's fine. You're not alarming, but you're like over the top. Like, y'all make y'all good. I'm going to make sure of that. I'm going double, top of double, make sure my family good. It's like you are such a great family man in the home. 
and God showed me that. But it's my time for now. Greater is he sexy. Oh, God. <laughs> my sexy husband. Oh, God. <laughs> Looking like that. Feeling like that. Tasting like that. Oh, God. Tasting like that. Oh, God. I know how you taste. Greater is he who's in us. Oh, God. And he's in the world. I love you.